everybody. Welcome back to No Regrets Marriage Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Johnny Morton. And I'm Carla. And we are here with part three of a series on the enemies of intimacy in marriage. Uh, Carla, why don't you give us a quick week recap, recap, recap of uh, where we've been in the previous two sessions. Well, the first session we talked about busyness, which apparently I was kind of over the very top th- about. Very yeah, enthusiastic. Passionate about that. And that the whole idea, of course, being, if you didn't hear it, we'd love you to go back and listen, but the idea being that busyness in our lives, being so full of even what is good, can be the robber of what is best. And so we spent time talking about that and then and how it can impact every area. Yeah, the busyness... Um, Hey, building intimacy in a relationship, it just takes time. Yeah. And busyness just keeps away from focusing that time on what it takes to build intimacy. What was the second time? The second one was on pride and how pride can be, again, um, an enemy of building intimacy in all the areas in your marriage. And that's you know, emotionally, spiritually, physically. And then we talked about, you know, just how pride may look and why that ultimately can really be a barrier and how the enemy can use our pride that says we don't want, need anybody else. I'm not going to be vulnerable. I don't want to be open. And so we, we, in essence, don't allow intimacy to be able to grow and develop. And that is what is so awesome in a relationship. Yeah, and I really think, and I don't know, and I guess just some personal experience, so much of, well, you talked about how even you struggled with the idea of pride. And, oh, yeah. I mean, I it was, I But I do think, you know, for a lot of guys, because it's this idea that we grow up thinking, I can't admit weakness. And it keeps us from unveiling ourselves to the one that's most important to us. So those were the first two, and then tonight we're going to talk about selfishness. So I'm probably not going to say maybe anything else. So if you wonder where I've gone, it's not that I've nodded off, but I was thinking Johnny might have more to offer on this topic. Yeah, and I think that must be because I've just seen Carla's selfishness (laughs) in so many ways. (laughs) Actually, no, because, you know, it is, yeah, I, if I go back, I've been selfish in so many ways. And, um, and and that's been one of the big enemies. And here's the crazy thing. And Are you going to give examples? Yeah, we'll give examples later on. But we will, here, the crazy thing we'll, is, as we've grown and as we've grown in intimacy and as I've grown spiritually... I become more and more aware of my selfishness. And it almost seems, sometimes it almost feels like I'm more selfish, but I don't know if it's so much as that. I think it's just that I'm aware of it in a way that I never was when I was younger and starting out. No, I, I think I think you're right about that. I don't think you're more selfish than you were. <laughs> that hey, might be impossible. Be no. nice. All right, I'm going to be really nice. Okay, no, um, no, you're you're not. You're not at all. And I think you're right. I think, you know, it's like where Paul would talk about, you know, um, I haven't gotten where I want to be yet. 
But what I do is kind of forget what's behind and I keep striving toward what's ahead. And so I think so many times as as God's working in our lives that we begin to see things. And even though we really have made a lot of forward progress, if you would, a lot of change, because we're more sensitive to it, we become aware of it more quickly. And But that's beautiful because then we can root it out the minute we see what it is, if we're willing to. Okay, I'll be quiet now, and then you can explain maybe some stuff about it. All right, we'll, we'll come back to Carla at the end of tonight. Yes. Um, hey, let's be honest. Selfishness is, I think, something every one of us struggles with. And it's one of those things you easily trace back to the fall. It was very much that emphasis of sin. Uh, If you hear bangs in the background, there's fireworks going on. It was that product of that sin and that rebellion to God, where instead of living lives that are focused on the needs of others, all we focus on is our needs. And that comes first. We live in a me culture, a me world. Uh, So much of what we grow up with, so much of what we see in the media and everywhere around, it all focuses on you making yourself happy, making yourself fulfilled, be everything you can be. And the other people sort of come after that. And it is the direct just antithesis of what Scripture teaches, that idea of putting other people ahead of yourselves, of humbling yourself and putting the needs of other people before your own needs. And obviously we've got the example of Jesus Christ who left the ultimate example and that he gave his very life for us, people who uh, I still go back to that passage where Paul says that while we were God's enemies, God died for us. (laughs) You know, I can't think of a more unselfish act than dying for people, not just people you love, but people who you were enemies with. And that's the example that Jesus gave to us. And maybe that's where I see so, at least in myself, so little of that sometimes. That so much of my life, you know, I've lived in trying to get for me. I mean, I think back early in our marriage. Anytime you want to chime in here, Carly, you can. No, no, I'm I'm enjoying this. Go ahead. Popcorn and Coke. Go ahead. Yeah. uh, you know, I, I just think back, and, and part of it being immaturity, my, my sisters would tell me that it's because I was the baby of six, and yes, I, was, I, I do think yeah, that could have been part of the deal. I don't remember things quite the same way as they do, but maybe selective memory on my part. But so many things, I mean, you know, my parents always took care of it. We always had our needs met. And just that sin of selfishness, you know, I just... There's so many ways I saw it rearing its head in our lives. And, you know, I can just give a lot of quick examples. Um, It was, you know, if I'm doing something, I want to finish doing it. And if you needed me, I would say, well, maybe later. It it was never so off on things on your time and on your schedule. I wanted to do things the way I wanted to when I wanted to do them. Yes. Do you just want me to amen or just like (laughs) nod over here? Okay, yes, that would be a yes on that one. Yes. Yeah, and even, you know, we talked before about roots, how we come from family of origin. I can remember ways of doing that then, that my mom would ask me to do something, and I would not want to do it then. There's other things. Hey, I wanted to 
keep watching sports. I want to keep playing. I want to keep reading, whatever it was. But it was just very self-focused. And it was just hardly ever about doing things for other people when they needed me to. And, you know, I can remember times and, you know, the mom would say, hey, can you do this? Can you do that? And I said, yeah, yeah, I'll get to it. And then eventually when I didn't do it, she'd start to do it, which guilted me into, you know, doing it then. Yeah. But all of that, that whole delay was just rooted in selfishness. I didn't want to. And it was all about me. And I took a lot of that, that innate selfishness, that spiritual immaturity, even though we knew the Lord, and I'm sure we thought we were really spiritually mature for our age. I brought that into our marriage. And for so many years, it kept us from building that intimacy that God designed marriage for. Well, one of the things um, I would say in rev reference to that is from my perspective of course when I would ask you to do something like you just said and you would say okay and even I might make you a list my infamous list of the week or whatever and Johnny the list was like maybe a slight suggestion she still makes me list yeah I, I, I know I love them um but it was it was like you Sort of one of those, I'm digging my heels in. I I might do what you've asked me to do, but I'm definitely not going to do it when and how exactly you asked me to do it. And so for us, and it's probably across the board, and this just probably has different colors of paint, you know, depending on your relationship, how this looks. But when you think about it, that is so the enemy of trying to build intimacy. Because when you look at one another and you say, we're committed to one another, we quote, quote, love one another, we're married, we're in this together, and yet I don't care really one whit about you asking me to do so-and-so because that's not on my agenda, that's not on my schedule, and I'm not going to do it that way. And so we really are screaming to the other person, I care way much more about me than I do about you. Yeah, and, and what I would convince myself is that I was going to do it, but just not right then. And again, because whatever was going on in my life was just more important to me than you. And, and to show you how, I don't want to say devious, how deceptive even that selfishness can be, you know, we talked earlier about the love tank in one of our earlier episodes, and that idea of, I'm sure a lot of you are familiar with the love languages, you know, Carla's love language in our early part of her marriage, and it sort of evolved a little bit, was acts of service. But that wasn't mine. And I was going to show and express Carla love the way I wanted to. And so it's so bad that even in Quote, my loving. efforts of loving you or demonstrating love, it wasn't going to be the way you wanted to. It was going to be hey, if you want me to love you, it will be on my terms and the way that I want to do it. Which, y'all, that sounds, uh, you know, but the reality is that is what a lot of us deal with. I definitely think earlier on in our marriage, earlier on in marriages and the immaturity piece sometime too, and it is many times something God is going to use the marriage itself to root out. So don't be shocked if you're listening and you're early on in your marriage and you're like, wow, this we're butting heads. He never, she never. And it's that is 
That is part of what God is going to use for believers. It's part of the why of marriage. It's going to show us stuff that without this, we may or may not see it. But you see it when you're living 24-7 with someone and you're rubbing against each other. Yeah, we've always said that the hardest place to really love somebody is within your marriage or within your family. Yeah. Because you really can't hide all the weaknesses and faults and deficiencies that we have in ourselves. Eventually, because of the stresses of marriage and because of the pressures of life, they come out. You know, I can fake it for a little while when I'm with other people, I'm off for the weekend with somebody. But when you're living day in and day out, those areas in us that are so unlike Christ's character, they just come to the top. So we had a lot of, you know, coming to the top, a lot of the draws coming up to the top there. So it really did impact, I would say, definitely emotionally when you say that that was an area for us that because I would then respond because of your selfishness and not that I wasn't ever selfish, but I, I think... Yeah, I was definitely the most selfish in our relationship. Oh, that's great. All right. And so just that you said it out loud. But anyway... um. I think I think it was a it was such a barrier, such an enemy for us moving toward emotional intimacy and a better connection because of that. And I definitely think that was heavily in the way. Yeah, and I mean it was even things when you talk about emotional intimacy, it was just, hey, I need to talk, I want to talk, I want to hear what's going on. No, I don't want to right now. Later. I'm doing this. What I'm doing trumps whatever you want to do. And and I wouldn't see that as something that was just a rejection of you. And that's ultimately what my selfishness did. Um, you know, And I felt that. Yeah. And she let me know that too. In my oh, so not nice place. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I think, you know, and I'm thinking about it as we're even talking right now, and I think about selfish. I think one of the most dangerous types of selfishness is when we kid ourselves that we're being selfish with our time or what we're doing for the benefit of the other people. Like in what, what kind of Well, way? I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, hey, I'm, I'm staying at work. I'm working longer hours. I can't get to such and such. I can't go to this. I can't have that. But it's I'm all for I'm working you. for my family. Oh, yeah. Yeah. For my family. And, and that's the thing. And really, we need to look at the, Is it really for that or is it really for yourself? So you can pat yourself on the back. So you can sit there and say, oh, look what I'm sacrificing for my family when really it's all about you getting your own personal strokes and accolades from, accolades that. from okay. somewhere than that. I think that's and that's a real devious type of selfishness because it's a type that we, we, we allow ourselves to think, well, it's for somebody else when well, really it's about us. And I do think we hear that sometime. From couples, when one says, you know, they're they're working all these hours, they're gone, they're doing this, they're doing that, and so again, and the other, the spouse's response may be just like what you said. Well, it's my job. It's what I have to do. I mean, I'm making money. I'm doing this for the family. I'm doing this for us. And like you said, it may or may not. That may not be the real root thing that's happening there. And so you had, you do want to be careful about that. And and looking at some of those other areas of intimacy real quick, we've talked about physical intimacy, the sexual relationship between a husband and wife, 
And that's a place that selfishness shows up a lot when suddenly it's all about me. It's all about when I want it. It's all about satisfying me. It's all about pleasing me, which is not what God calls us to do. Yeah. That real love is self-sacrifice. It's putting aside my needs and wants so I can take care of my spouse's needs and wants. And I think that in this area alone, when one spouse, when one of the spouses feels that the other person, it is their agenda, their way, when they want it, how they want it, all those kind of things that, and there's not that I want to love you. I want to give to you. I, I want to know you. I, yeah. I want you to be satisfied in this. This is not just about me. Then I think that's where you can move into those unhealthy areas of even feeling used. Yeah. That you become, you become an object to satisfy my mm-hmm. desires. That's your purpose here. And, and I, I hate to say this, but I, I think maybe generally speaking, that may be something that men struggle with a little bit more than women. And so if that is something that's been in play where you as the wife are feeling like, you know, the only time, quote, quote, we're connecting is when we're physically intimate and that seems to not be about me or us, it's just about them, then I think, you know, that's a place that you really want to be able to start to move toward having some conversation about that. Because that's really, that selfishness is is going to make what should be an incredible, wonderful gift not be at all. And again, it's the enemy of what is awesome in that can be in that area. Yeah, so let's wrap up selfishness really and its impact on spiritual intimacy. And you can see right there the idea of spiritual intimacy is I grow more in my relationship with Christ than we grow closer to each other. And if I'm really focused on me all the time, that's going to go nowhere at all. And it's that selfishness that, hey, this is my relationship. You have yours, I have mine. Hey, I don't care about yours. I'm just focusing again on me. And it's sort of even somewhat, you can see the connection to that pride. Some pride says, I don't need you. Selfishness doesn't so much say, I don't need you, but it's just saying, hey, this is mine. You got yours. You mean spiritually, spiritually. like you got your own thing yeah. happening between you and God. Yeah. And it's not something we share. Not gonna, We're not going to share. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so there's, we've looked at those three enemies. We've got, busyness, we've got pride, we've got selfishness. And and this is one of those areas where we constantly encourage couples to be doing self-evaluation, to look at their relationship and to really be dead level honest. Boy, do I see any of these things in me? And being honest enough to have your spouse say, where do you see me being too busy for you? Hmm. Am I showing pride? Am I showing acting like I don't need you? Or where am I being selfish? 
And that's a hard place to go because I think a lot of times we're afraid of what we're actually going to hear there. Yeah, we got to be willing to listen, obviously, and allow each other to say that. But there's such incredible power when that happens for incredible walls to come down, for intimacy to start to grow when you're willing to take down that veil a little bit and be willing to say, you know, am I doing any of these things? Or, you know, I may think I am and maybe I'm not in an area and maybe I'm blindsided on something and you're but being willing to hear that. You know, the bottom line is this, and here's where we wrap up tonight. Hey, God created us most of all for an intimate relationship with him. He knows us, he knows everything about us, and he invites us into a relationship to get to know him. But then he also created this incredible relationship of marriage with one person that we can begin to have that same kind of intimacy and knowing that God has with us. And it is one of the most beautiful things we'll ever have. And we keep talking about how in the past 10, 15 years, God has built this incredible intimate relationship between us. But trust me, we struggled (laughs) with these barriers for a long time. And God had to work that out in us. It wasn't pretty all the time. And, you know, that encouragement I give you is, hey, what God calls us to do, God's going to equip us to do it if we just trust and rely on Him. Trust the Holy Spirit to show us where do we need to grow, where do we need to change. God, you do that work in us. Carla? Yes. Time to say goodnight? Goodnight. All right. Or goodbye. Goodbye. Whatever this is for you. All right. Thanks again for uh, spending some of your valuable time with us at No Regrets Marriage.